1: what up player profiler faith looks maddie key and welcome to the latest episode of the game plan today's episode is getting a bit spooky as halloween is just a few days away we are talking about the players who have been treats for us fantasy managers but soon they'll be tricking us aka some must sell players in your fantasy leagues and as always me and my guests will be jumping into the bargain bin to highlight some of the players that you can start and rely on to get some wins if you're in some desperate situation. So, ladies and gents, get out your pens and your pads and let's start game planning to get those week eight dubs. I am so very excited for today's guest. Uh, not only is he a fantastic, a fantastic fantasy analyst, he's actually a really, really good dude. And to be honest, uh, I don't know if I would be hosting the game plan right here today. If it wasn't for his kind words of encouragement a few years ago, he reached out on Twitter and it's meant uh, a ton as I've stayed, stayed, stayed the, uh, the old grind happening here uh, in fantasy sports. Everyone, you remember him from his days here at Player Profile, but now he's killing it as a director of fantasy and betting over at the 33rd team. You can also check out a bunch of his shows on the 33rd Team Podcast Network. Ladies, gentlemen, please give it up for the one and only Josh Larkin.
0: Maddie, thank you. I, I'm excited for this. It's good to be here. I remember <laughs> reaching out a couple years ago and I was like, Yes, sir, you're you're doing some good work out there. So yeah, you were. I'm trying to remember who recommended you to me, but someone recommended you and they're like, you should, you should keep an eye on this guy. And then I was checking out yourself and I was like, oh yeah, this guy's yeah, pretty man. sharp. I remember reaching out to Matt and I was like, the podfather. And I was like, you know, you should check this guy out. He's got a smooth voice. He's got some good <laughs> analysis. I was like, this yeah. guy was kind of made for podcasting.
1: Yeah, this is actually our second time doing a show together. You came on a previous show that I did two years ago, I want to say now at this point. Mm -hmm. and Jones with my man Chris Jones. was a lot of fancy football talk. You were nice enough to come on there. And I'll always remember this because the way you worded this, the the message to me on Twitter um, was sometimes it feels like you're screaming into the void. And I was like, yo. Mm -hmm. Because at the time, I might have had 300 followers. It felt like no interactions. It literally felt like it was in a, a void just mm-hmm. trying to scream fantasy football takes. So I just want to say thank you for the words of encouragement. It's, it meant a lot, and it's kept uh, kind of ignited the flame that has kept the uh, the old train going here. Uh, but this is your first time on the game plan. Very excited to have you on. It's big week here. A lot of teams, uh, especially in these redraft leagues, they may be looking to pack it in. You know, this might be a do or die week for them to win. And in Dynasty Leagues, Mm -hmm. of course, these are the weeks that, you know, we were in the trenches here. We've got no bye week, so you should have a full roster unless you're worried about injuries. But we are going to talk about the bargain bin to get you those wins this week. And then Josh and I are going to talk about some trick-or-treat players. So let's dive into that, Josh. Who is a player that's been a treat for us here in Fantasy? But now it's time to get rid of him because it's about to be tricking us.
0: Let's just start off with an easy one. Low-hanging fruit. We'll pluck it and get it out of the way. (laughs) Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson was awesome to start the year through two weeks. Uh, He was averaging over 20 fantasy points a game. We love that. We love that he's been scoring touchdowns at a decent clip. But two weeks ago, I looked at the box score and was like, oh, Chris Rodriguez getting four carries. And then last week, Chris Rodriguez had nearly as many carries as Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson's the one that's running the most routes on the team. Ultimately, The commander's offense is not one that we're all particularly excited about. You kind of need to be an elite offense to ever be able to support the dreaded three-way running back committee. And we do not like this three-way running back committee that is now brewing. Uh, Brian Robinson at this point looks like he is splitting between the twenties work and splitting some potential goal line work. Sell bad offensive line. I I don't know what we're doing at this point. Uh, I don't think anyone out there wants this guy, but, uh, I think one one strategy I try and do is buy high and sell low because everyone's always like, you need to like buy low and sell right. high. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really work. And you're not going to be like, oh, like let me offload this player who sucks. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to be like, oh, I love this guy. So but ultimately, I, I just think Brian Robinson has still a little bit of value. And mm-hmm. I've got some spicier names coming up after this, but uh, that's an easy one. He's got a little value. Sell him before there is
1: no value. Back, it's supported uh, back-to-back weeks on touchdowns. Right, so you might have a chance to still offload him for a decent amount, a decent return, I'd say. But Josh, isn't it fitting that you know Ron Rivera brings in another Brian Robinson, just your typical plotter, to push his plotter out of the way when you have a a, a race car Antonio Gibson just waiting yes. there, and they're like, you know what, we need we need two and a half yards in a cloud of dust, we need that. Mm-hmm. I just have one follow up question for you with the swirling hot seat rumors surrounding Ron Revere, if he was fired and Biennium was lifted to that head coach, do you think there would be a drastic change in this offense, or would they have to kind of stick to what they've game-planned because they're in the middle of the season?
0: Uh, I Generally, when stuff like this happens, there are switches. That's one thing that I'm not very good at. I think most of us are pretty bad at knowing it's tough. what yeah, the it's actual tough. switch will be unless we get some like tangible coach speak. So I'm not going to postulate on what exactly would happen yeah. with the running back room, but a, a change wouldn't surprise me. So if Ron Rivera were ousted, it would actually make me more interested in Brian Robinson, on Antonio Gibson, Chris Rodriguez, just because if we saw some kind of usage change right. that right. could elevate them. So in a weird way, like him getting fired, I'd be like, "Oh, give me all three at this point." But I don't really <laughs> yeah. know what what that would be. I think all of us yeah. in the fantasy community are like, "Let's get some more uh, pass work for Antonio Gibson."
1: Like That's all we want.
0: Aftered like six touches in space every game. Through the passing, but
1: uh, yes, shat- oh my god, I'm not gonna get into Antonio Gibson because I still love him. Uh, but I will get into my first cell. This player's definitely been a, a treat for us. Uh, matter of fact, he's been running back two overall, running back four on a points per game basis. Um, it's Raheem Mostert believe it or not i'm looking to sell at the peak especially in my redrafters all, all you redrafters out there that are looking it's tougher sometimes to make trades and that this is a, a player that will be coveted because of how many fantasy points he scored in these type of leagues he's been hyper efficient uh but maybe a little too efficient because there's really no volume to sink your teeth into he's 20th in carries 28th uh, in opportunity share and he's really not not really been a member of the passing game he's 21st in rb target share 22nd in rb route participation rate so there's really not a lot of pass game work that he could lay on what it's been is a ton of touchdowns 11 to- or 12 touchdowns either way it's a career high for him already Uh, and i don't think that the dolphins really have a cupcake season it's not really tough for opposing running backs but it's not easy by any stretch um, 31 and a half years old he has battled injuries it just feels like now is the time to take Mostert, take all these yes. touchdowns, all these fantasy points, and say, "Give me." You know, you might it might feel like eighty five cents on the dollar, it might feel like ninety cents on the dollar, but at the end of the day, I think that this value could come crashing down. So I'm trying to sell me some Raheem Mostert. What do you say, Any thoughts on Mostert or the Dolphins' backfield as it kind of is going to keep changing with Wilson coming back and chain on the around mm-hmm. the corner?
0: Yeah, the the two I want are Jeff Wilson and Devon Achan. Mostert, yeah. uh, thirty one years old. getting a heavy workload. One thing we know from his long career is that it's been a long career without a lot of actual uh, touches because he can't stay healthy. He's a tiny running back. So given that he seems to be the most expensive, uh, pretty inclined to sell him when Mm -hmm. I actually think he has the hardest path at this point to giving you fantasy points in the playoffs. He's basically getting used Mm -hmm. up right now. And A-Chan is going to be fresher. Jeff Wilson's going to be fresher. So I'm with you.
1: I like that. Yeah, I like that call on playoffs because if if he does stay healthy, the wind down may may catch up to him by the time that you need Mm -hmm. the most to get into the playoffs or the fantasy playoffs in general. Uh, We have a few more players that we're going to talk about here in the trick or treat segment of the show. But before we do, let's hear about Sleeper. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy
0: leagues at player Profiler On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out sleeper picks baby and game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week and if you
1: pick up to eight that's how you 100x your payout on sleeper it's called the hail mary so if you use promo code underworld you get a 100
0: dollars instant deposit match Check out sleepers terms and conditions for details. These sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy.
1: Game plan here, Maddie Hewum, joined by the great Josh Larkey. We're talking about some trick or treat players. So, Josh, what's the next player that's going to be a trick in a couple weeks? We got to trade him now. So I've got three
0: more running backs for the good people. And I think we should get a spicy one out there. Or two more running backs for the good people and a receiver. We'll get we'll get the spiciest one out there, maybe. Uh it might be Tony Pollard. Is that spicy? Is that not spicy? (laughs) uh,
1: Spicy meet the ball. It's pretty spicy. So so let's
0: start with what Pollard does really well. Pollard is really good at getting volume this year. Mm -hmm. 16 carries a game over four receptions a game out there. If anyone wants me to do the math, that's more than 20 touches per game, more than 20 touches. This was a college wide receiver. He is not built like a running back. He's uh, a little tall and lanky, and he's taking a lot of contact. Obviously, obviously, come on, Josh, of course he's taking contact. He's getting 20 touches a game. Well, it's not just that he's taking contact. It's that he's taking more contact than he ever has in the past per touch. And on top of that, he's getting a lot more touches than he's ever had. He's forcing missed tackles at one third the rate of last year. If you look at tackles avoided, Hmm. broken, where he's juking a guy. If you're looking at broken tackles, ultimately he's forcing them about a third of the time that he was last season and not only does that hurt the big play upside; it's why he's getting so many touches, but the fantasy points haven't quite been there. This is a, a massive injury risk. I I don't want my my running back, who's a little undersized, getting 20 touches a game and not breaking off big runs, not having big plays, not missing big defenders' contact. Tony Pollard, sell. I mean, some people out there are like that's not enough. All right, guys, we'll 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 pull out the the extra trump card. Week 17 against the Lions. I do not like that matchup. Lions run defense has been awesome. Their overall defense has been really awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, I mean, you'll, you'll obviously be starting him that week, but I, I think expecting more than like 10 to 12 fantasy points from Tony Pollard in the fantasy playoffs, probably a pretty tall task. Tony Pollard sell.
1: Uh, that's a great call. The, the, the return on a Tony Pollard, I think right now could be league winning. This could be a turning point where you've used Tony Pollard. Pretty successfully up to this point, but mm-hmm. uh, for all the reasons you've mentioned, I mean, he's on pace to, for this, his busiest campaign of his career by a long shot. So, uh, Tony Pollard sell, and I, now that you mentioned the week seventeen correlation, I do have a number of best ball rosters that was built along that Detroit Dallas uh, barn burner that now mm-hmm. seems like it could be more of a a slugfest, more of a you mm-hmm. know a grind them out. I got that wrong too. For- yeah,
0: I was very optimistic. <laughs> this summer about that matchup and now i'm like yep. oh that's a it's gonna be a defensive battle
1: <laughs> and and of course it's more pollard and a Amon-Ra than it is cd in gibbs so if that's not the combination i want with detroit's run d and how good deron bland has been and he'll be the corner on Ra. okay I've just made myself sad. But let's get back to some other stuff. Let's get back to the players I'm worth <laughs> telling here. Uh, we, uh, You said you have another receiver. I also have a receiver, so two receivers that are worth selling. Get out now. Mine is Adam Thielen. Currently wide receiver six on a points-per-game basis, wide receiver seven overall. He's been a volume king. That, there's no denying it. He has just been Bryce Young's binky through and through, getting all of the volume. Rookie quarterback, uh, you know, he tends to lean on somebody, some vet. Sometimes a tight end, sometimes a slot receiver, sometimes not. But definitely the slot receiver this year with End up Dealing. But when you look at some of his underlying metrics, it doesn't paint a picture of guaranteed future success because he's 37th in air yard share, 24th in yards per route run. A pretty good, a pretty good marker, but it's a far cry from his fantasy output right now. Uh, he's 19th in team pa- uh, yards per team pass attempt, 15th in fantasy points per route. Run in 31st in target separation, so these are good, but they're not top eight wide receiver good. So I'm taking him, I'm moving off from Adam Thielen. And then again, same reason that we keep we talked about from a hoster 31 and a half, he's 33. You know, we all kind of left him for dead just a handful of months ago in draft season. He's been a beast, but now it's time to cash in. Don't get greedy, he's been a treat for us. Don't let him trick you in a few weeks. So, any thoughts on Thielen or the Carolina offense as a whole. I'm actually
0: just kind of curious to see what the the game plan looks like, uh, how everything goes after the buy. Yeah. One thing that we always see, especially with these young rosters is things can shake up pretty dramatically after the buy. So uh, I, if if I had to guess someone like a Jonathan Mingo, probably going to be a little more involved. Someone mm-hmm. like an Adam Thielen, potentially a little bit less. All right, Adam Thielen, obviously not a long-term part of the, whatever the success plan is success plan for the, <laughs> the Owen six Panthers. So I'm, I'm with you.
1: Yeah. yeah success is in the the most sarcastic of of sayings the success plan um uh, i gotta ask you, this, and this is not in the show sheet so it is completely coming out of left field but uh, i'd love to get your take on this because i don't know where to you know lean i don't know which side to lean on is it gonna be miles sanders or chuba hubbard out of the buy i i think miles sanders gets the first crack you don't pay I... a guy that much money not to give him the
0: first crack but i i do mm-hmm. think that chuba has looked better if that makes sense
1: right yeah he has Chuba I mean Chuba had a great game without Miles Sanders very Um, good yeah but I I agree with you I just think that Miles Sanders is at least going to get a chance first and foremost to make his mark and he's been running routes which is very encouraging uh so we'll see but uh, there's a lot the drum beat for Chuba is getting louder and louder and the stats are starting to back it up more and more so it's just one of those situations that Man, this week will tell us a whole lot when it comes to that backfield. Josh, you have another wide receiver that people need to be selling right now. Who is that wide receiver?
0: Mm -hmm. You want me to do the receiver first and then my last running back? Is that how that's how we're going to do it? We can do it that
1: way. Yeah, we'll do it that way. I'm
0: going to sell Christian Watson. Jordan Love has a 57% completion rate this year. We don't like that. This is a team (laughs) that wants the offense to flow through the running backs. They haven't really been healthy. They're going to be healthy soon. Aaron Jones is getting close, it seems, to being back to 100%. Christian Watson kind of has a lot of target competition. Romeo Dobbs has been better than expected. Jaden Reed has also been quite good for a rookie. He was someone that I comp to like a Deontay Johnson light during the draft process. And so far he looks like that potentially a pretty high target earner per route. And then even Luke Musgrave, Luke Musgrave uh, didn't play much in college because he was always injured, but you know what? Uh, He's been healthy enough so far this year, commanding targets at a decent rate. So already it's a, a quarterback we don't like and Jordan Love who's not completing passes. You're supposed to complete passes as a quarterback, (laughs) some target competition team wants to flow through the run game. Uh, There's no more Dave Bakhtiari. So the, the O-line is not what it quite was earlier in the season. Jordan Love needs a lot of time to throw, to be able to hit someone like a Christian Watson downfield loves air yards per pass attempt was in the top three for the first half of this half of the season. And then uh, the past month, Jordan loves air yards per attempt has been in the bottom half among Mm -hmm. starting quarterbacks. All this is telling me uh that we should be selling Christian Watson.
1: You mentioned it a few minutes ago that you don't you don't mind selling low because this feels like a player whose value has depressed over the past few months. Uh so you may be selling at a low point here. And this is a good example of getting out even at a low point because these are sometimes the most opportunistic like exit ramps when it comes to player rostering a player. Uh, like you said, they B Rob, if he puts up two and a half fantasy points this Sunday, good luck selling B Rob. Yes. Uh, so you need to get these exit ramps and, and take them when you can. Christian Watson, I still think, has enough cachet to move uh, move away. If you trade a Christian Watson, uh, are you expecting uh how much of a return are you expecting? And you don't have to give me names specifically because that's kind of more in the weeds. But just is it like a package of a couple a running back and a wide receiver, just a equivalent uh producing running back? Uh, where, where, where what route should the planners take if they're selling Christian Watson?
0: Yeah, I'm looking right now. I every week I put out rest of season rankings and a trade value chart. Uh, some other guys that I have in the same tier as Christian Watson, I have Watson at the bottom of this tier. Mm-hmm. But uh, some names that I would switch for T Higgins, I think uh, potentially brighter days ahead for him. Would definitely rather bet on the the, the Bengals offense yeah. than the Packers pass game. Uh, let's see, Deontay Johnson. I think that's another one where I think a lot of people oh, yes. out there would still rather have watson and i'd say you know what uh, i'll just take deontay johnson at this point especially mm-hmm. if it's a ppr format and then yeah. uh one more name we'll we'll go with chris godwin i think that's comparable enough value and uh as crazy as it sounds like i'd rather bet on a baker mayfield offense that's hyper condensed to evans godwin rashad white as opposed mm-hmm. to this packers one that's got two running backs and four receiving
1: options with jordan love at the helm and a bunch of guys that are still kind of vying for their roles. They're trying to really carve out their roles. There's still Mm -hmm. a lot of questions to be answered in that offense. That makes a whole lot of sense. I love the names you're bringing up. Deontay Johnson, 12 points in his return. I think he is set to be exactly who we thought he was going to be. So what's this running back you got? Who are we selling at running back?
0: This is actually, you know what? This might be more surprising than Tony Pollard. I I, I don't feel as strongly about Pollard or about this player as Pollard. So Pollard, I was like, I I feel very strongly. He's a sell. This player is a moderate sell, probably. Well, we'll talk about like when you should sell him. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of uh, leaning towards selling Jameer Gibbs. Crazy, right? Uh, Jameer, I love Jameer Gibbs. You well, probably love well, Jameer, Gibbs. A Jameer Gibbs was the RB three last week in fantasy, twenty seven PPR points a game. But let let's, let's we'll grab the shovel out. We're gonna grab the shovel. We're digging in to last. <laughs> week. The awesome Detroit Lions defense seeded twenty eight points to the Ravens by halftime. And, oh, 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 boy, does Jameer Gibbs like that game script. 28-0 oh, and a yeah. half, that is the perfect game script for Jameer Gibbs. He, uh, he had some carries. He he did have a rush and touchdown. Good for him. But 10 targets, he caught nine of them. That is mm-hmm. how you get so many fantasy points. David Montgomery, probably coming back in week nine. This is the week to sell Gibbs before Montgomery returns. I don't think the Lions are going to be getting blown out 28-0 very often. This this is probably, like, literally the only game this year that that game script happens. Feels like it was the outlier game for Detroit in the best way possible for Jameer Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs is, uh, I don't know, like top twenty running back rest of season. I think many out there think that he's closer to top ten than top twenty. And if someone in your league is thinking that, then uh, by all means, let's let's sell Jameer Gibbs.
1: Yeah, this is a this is more of a redraft move. But you're not selling in Dynasty. No, this is, is, so- this is
0: purely for redraft.
1: Right. This exactly. That's just want to clarify that for anyone who took him second. No, we're not selling in your drafts. Yes. Just trying to come. Um, yes, that's exactly. Just want to clarify it for everyone watching. But I kind of like this idea because I want to get excited for Gibbs. But game script was a big reason that we saw him used as we did. Uh, in Temperex, Remember the game against Atlanta in week three. No uh, David Montgomery. It was the uh, Jameer Gibbs show. He had a 60% snap share. He had 17 carries, 9.2 fantasy points. Um, he was running back twenty four that week. Good, not great. Uh, yeah, if, they, and, they don't want to use him in the pass game unless they have to. Unless yeah. they have yeah. to, exactly. And the Raiders. I don't. I mean, I think that the 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 Lions could strangle out the Raiders on Monday Night Football. I don't think this is going to yeah. be a big game. This is a pretty lopsided affair uh in favor of the Lions. A uh, more on that matchup. We'll get into that when we get to the bargain bid. But sell Jameer Gibbs now. Oh, that's a that's good, and it's. You got an extra day. You know, you got an extra day. They play on Monday Night Football. You have two days making mm-hmm. trade. Uh, what does the trade chart tell you? Who are you, who are you moving it for?
0: So uh, right now I'm looking at some guys that I th- I think I'd probably move him for. If someone's value him closer to this top 10-ish level, I think there's a few people out there that would uh, prefer him to Montgomery. I think you can just hot swap him mm-hmm. if someone out there thinks that. Uh, crazy as it sounds, I think I'd rather have Isaiah Pacheco, who's been an absolute bell cow for that's the Chiefs this year.
1: That's a move I think. And he hasn't quite had
0: a massive game yet, but the usage has been incredible. The Chiefs mm-hmm. offense looks better. So yeah, we'll go with those are a couple of names right there. Where I think I'd be like, hey, uh, yeah, I will take uh that player instead of uh Mr. Jameer Gibbs. I think Gibbs much better dynasty asset than redraft asset right now.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot to to use him for in the game plan that they don't, unless they have to, like you mentioned. So we got a bunch of sell candidates here. We're selling a bunch of running backs here. We're selling Moster. Get him off your roster now. We're selling Pollard. We're selling B-Rob, and we're selling Jameer Gibbs. And that wide receiver, we're selling Christian Watson and Adam Dillon. Get these guys off your roster. They've been treats. We've loved them so far. They've been awesome for us, but pretty soon they're going to be tricks. So you got to get rid of them before it's too late. Uh, now let's move over to the bargain bin. Uh, this is what the game planners tuned in for. These are the names that you can find in the bottom of the barrel that are available in uh, more than 50% of leagues out there that you can add, start, and hopefully get you a Week 8 dub. So at quarterback, Josh, who is your bargain bin pick for Week 8?
0: So under 50% rostered on Yahoo was Sam Howell. The Eagles are allowing the 10th most fantasy points a game to quarterback. So already we're like, okay, like that's, that's probably a good matchup. Howell's been just... Solid for fantasy in general. And I I think he's a, a great streamer this week. The The reason I say streamer and not oh, like, oh, this is a bona fide quarterback one, is ultimately yeah. the Eagles have a great pass rush. Sam Howell's on pace to take 20 more sacks than any quarterback has ever taken in NFL history. So I, I think cool. it's going to be a rough game. Hopefully it doesn't get injured in this one. I think in some ways, uh, Howell looks a little bit like a redraft sell or a, a dynasty sell. Mm-hmm. I actually think like he... He has like a little bit of potential to be the long term starter, but he's going to have to change how he plays in some form. You cannot lead the NFL in sacks year after year after year. Uh, You Mm. cannot lead uh, history in sacks. It's on pace for (laughs) in the 90s. Somewhere down the mid 90s. David Carr has the NFL record for sacks taken in a season. It was 76. Howell's on pace for 20 more than that. That is terrifying. But I think for this week, uh, he's, he's got the Eagles. Where the the Eagles' pass defense just hasn't been quite as good as it was last year, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this O line is going to get swarmed. Uh, the Washington O line won't be able to contain the the Eagles' pass rush, but ultimately I think Howell uh, can get it
1: done purely through volume. I, I think we're we're going to be looking at forty pass attempts from him here. That's what we need here in the bargain bin. We need volume. We need guys out there slinging it and touchdowns. That's what comes with, with the opportunities. you gotta, you got to throw it to throw the touchdown. My bargain bin quarterback this week is Derek Carr. Um, he's quarterback 17 on playerprofiler.com. He's rostered in about 20% ESPN, 36 on sleepers, so he's pretty widely available uh, in, in your 1QB formats. Uh, the matchup, uh, the the Saints are 1.5-point uh, favorites. They're giving 1.5 points on the road. Uh, which is surprising. I, I wasn't expecting that given how competent the Colts have looked with Gardner Minshew. Uh, 43.5 over-under, that's about middle of the slate, so nothing really there that's exciting. But uh, India itself, middle-of-the-road matchup. So overall, this really isn't a matchup play for me. This is more of Carr's been surprisingly decent lately for fantasy football. Uh, he's been QB 15 or better three three weeks in a row. He's been QB 10 or better in back-to-back weeks. Um, in those games, he threw over 300 yards in each of those affairs. And uh, I was at the Saints game in New Orleans, and I, was, I streamed him in a different league, and I was sitting there like, what a dumb freaking move, dude. You blew it. And I looked at my phone. I said, oh, shit, he's got 21 <laughs> points. He's not bad. This <laughs> is not bad. He kind of just <laughs> clogged his way there. And a lot of that comes because the Saints will let him chuck the ball. Josh, They don't care. They let him throw it. Mm-hmm. He's fourth in air yards, first in deep ball attempts, uh, and he's just out there chucking. He has a volume. We talked about a lot of volume this week for Sam Howell. I think a lot of the same for Derek Carr, who's sixth in pass attempts, sixth in red zone attempts, and the 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 I said Raiders on Freudian slip there. The Saints are third in team pass plays per game, so they're chucking. He's been, he has not been accurate though. That is the danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howell, it's the sacks. Derek Carr, it's the inaccuracy. He's been horribly inaccurate. Horrible deep ball percentage. Really, really bad at completing those passes uh, deep. But I think a little bit might have to do with the injury, right? I'm hoping it's the shoulder. Mm -hmm. We're another week removed, another week of full practices. He should be getting healthier. And a guy who has not been horribly inaccurate throughout his career, uh, he's been, you know, middle of the league. And I think he can get back to that. And with Mm -hmm. that, the volume and the weapons, uh, he could be someone that becomes more of uh, just a one-week streamer. Uh, I'm using him this week. Uh, as my streamer of the week in week eight, but I'm also rostering him for any team that I have Pat Mahomes in one QB. Go get him now because he has at Minnesota week 10 when Patrick Mahomes has a buy. So Derek Carr could be a two-week of the next three play for you if you need the help at quarterback. So, Josh, let's move on to running back. Who is your bargain bin, RB, this week? Before moving on to running
0: back, uh, there's one interesting note with Carr's matchup that I like. The, okay. the Colts have been getting killed out of the slot. They've been allowing the eighth-most fantasy points uh this year to the slot receivers mm-hmm. and if we look at chris olave michael thomas rashid shaheed they're actually really just it's a it's a committee effort in the slot they all have between 120 to 160 routes run out of the slot nice. so uh, it's clear that the saints are making a concerted effort to get their best players in the slot and that has been where the, the colts were allowing fantasy points so that's just yeah, good in general for it.
1: for the saints so uh yeah i i was waffling between
0: howell and Carr.
1: Went with Howell, you took Carr. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we hit both sides of the coin. Uh, Mr. Grapefruit, Rashid Shaheed week. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, possibly. Or well, does Crystal Olave follow suit with Jordan Addison? Just gets pulled over mm-hmm. for speeding and then goes bon- bonkers. We'll see. We'll see how it goes for Crystal Olave. My running back of the Do week. Uh, we're going to go with Roshan
0: Johnson. Yes. I'm going to keep this short and sweet for everyone. I think sometimes a play is so good that you don't even have to like really dive in that much. You're just like, it's too obvious. Uh, what, did, what did we see with Tyson Bagent last week? His average depth of target throwing the ball was two yards. For context, out of qualified quarterbacks, Bryce Young is at five and a half air yards. That is the lowest. Insert Mr. Badgett going for two. Badgett targeted running backs on 34% of his pass attempts last week. The Chargers allow the most receiving yards per game to running backs. Hmm. Roshon Johnson, the pass catching back. That is not not what Deontay Foreman does well. Seems very simple, very straightforward. This is a, a matchups play. We are going to uh, be playing Roshon Johnson confidently as
1: a fantasy RB2 this week. So having, you know, when you host a show, a fantasy football show, sometimes you got to be a little selfish. Sometimes you got to take advice from one of the best sitting with you today. I have a decision to make. Uh, Miles Sanders or Roshon Johnson in my home league. Who should I go with?
0: I would, I would go with Roshan. I, I think the, the floor might be a little different with him just because we yep. I think we know Sanders is getting touches. There's always like a weird world where Foreman and Evans get the touches, but the fact that Roshan Johnson from the get-go was cutting into Khalil Herbert's workload mm-hmm. and Deontay Foreman was being healthy scratched really makes me think that we'd have to see such a weirdly massive shift in the pecking order. So uh, Roshan, he's been out a few weeks of the concussion, but uh, positively, like he hasn't maintained contact. He's super fresh. It's not like he's been banged up at all Foreman just had a massive workload last week. So yeah, I would, I'd go Roshan and my, my fantasy rankings reflect that. So yeah.
1: Love it. Love it. Love that. And uh, feel free to plug your, your rankings that we talked about, your trade chart, all that stuff. Feel free to let all the game planners know where they can get all that stuff. Because like I said, that's Mm -hmm. valuable information for everyone.
0: That is on the 33rd team.com free to view. So if you're, you're paying for player profiler, keep doing that. You don't need to, to worry about, Oh, do I need to commit to a second thing right now? Mid-season? Nope. Uh, get player profile. I know you guys have like that nice sale on the all-in package for the second half of the season.
1: Yeah. You can go
0: get the all-in package and then you can check out my fantasy rankings, rest of season rankings and trade value chart on the site.
1: Love it. And also use the promo code MAD to get ten dollars off of the all in package here at player profile. Roshan Johnson, it is. He's in my lap. I'm excited. Someone in our Discord asked me about is what do I expect from Roshan? And it's hard to expect him to just be thrown in as the RB one. I expect a lot of Deontay Foreman. But what I do believe is that if he comes out hot, that he will get he'll get the touches. And I think that's possible because he's not coming back from a lower body injury. It's not an ankle. It's not soft tissue. It's a concussion, uh, which he took two weeks off from. So he should be ready to go, ready to rock and roll. And if he shreds this you know, Swiss cheese rush defense early, I think they use the hot hand. I think they go with Roshan and see what they got in, in the rookie back. So I love that call, and I'm going to play him on, on your recommendation for sure in my home league. Uh, the other running back that I'm going to bring up here is a little bit deeper, a little bit less obvious of a play, but Samaj Piran. You can get him in about uh, 60% of ESPN sleeper leagues right now. 47 over under is one of the highest of the week. Uh, but right before we hit record, Josh and I were talking, uh, he is uh, dealing with some cold weather, I'd say. Right now, some snow you guys got?
0: Denver had its first snow yesterday.
1: Right. So this is, I guess, going to be a weekend affair for everyone in Denver. And now uh, the weather report is saying uh, anywhere from lows of 13 in Denver and anywhere up for I think it was like 6 to 10 inches of snow. could be a crazy amount of snow. Uh, So I I don't expect this to be maybe the the blowout, shootout that it could have been. But I think this is also favorable to a guy. Like Samaj P. Ryan. And that's because they've just been throwing him the ball. He's not running the ball. So we're not expecting to get a bunch of carries. Uh, He's been pretty effective in just the passing game, uh, where he's because he has a high high yards per run. He has a high target share. He's been effective in the target share. I mean, out of the pass game. And also, I looked at his home road splits, just wanted to check it out. He's got nine points per game at home, including two top 24 running back finishes. Uh, he's only averaging 3.8 points on the road, so he loves the home cooking. He's got a big offense coming into town in the Kansas City Chiefs. They seem unstoppable. It just seems like this guy, you might look at it and go, man, he's uh, killing me here, Maddie." Why would you ask me to play him? He has two points at half, and then he has six targets in the second half, and he finishes with 11 and a half points. You're like, oh, all right, all right, these are the running backs that we like in the bargain bin. Uh Going deep, going deep for Samaj. And well, I like the Roshan call because he's also he is one more week without Herbert. So he plays well this week. You might be looking at a lion share Roshan Johnson in week nine. So this could be a, a bargain bin this week and a, a must start next week. Uh let's move mm-hmm. over to the wide receiver position. Who do you got as your bargain bin wideout? Tank Dell. Carolina
0: yes. is allowing yes. 7.6 yards per pass attempt to quarterbacks this year. That's sixth highest. CJ Stroud's averaging 7.8 yards per pass attempt, fourth best. That feels like a little match made in heaven. There's no Robert Woods. He is out this week. Targets are going to get consolidated primarily to Nico Collins, Tank Dell, and Dalton Schultz. I think the only issue here, since there's always going to be some kind of issue if a if, if guy's not on every single roster, ultimately, I think the Texans can run the ball against the Panthers. And yeah. that, that's kind of my, my one fear is that Panthers allowing over five yards per carry to running backs, second highest in the NFL. It, it, it's been ugly with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary, but yeah. the, the Texans offensive line has been getting much healthier. They, this will be I, the, coming off the buy their I think it'll be only the second game this year that both of their starting tackles on offense will be playing. So I'm, I'm optimistic for their run game. I'm optimistic for their pass game. And that's kind of like the, the one issue is sometimes if a team can just beat another team in every single way that they might just choose one and stick with it. But it does seem like coming off the bye with the second overall pick, CJ Stroud, you're going to let him let it rip, get his confidence up Mm -hmm. after the bye. Not that his confidence is gone. He's obviously very confident with what he's done, but you want to make sure you can, it's almost like continuing that momentum after the bye. Oh, for sure. So I I really think that uh, he he can, he can put up 300 yards against them. And I I think Tank Dell can give you six for 70, maybe a touchdown. And uh, we like that in fantasy football.
1: We and what we also like in fantasy football is these quarterbacks that want to compete. CJ Stroud has shown he wants to be a competitor in the NFL. And they will they're pitting up the number two versus the number one overall pick this weekend. So if you if you don't think he's gonna come out of the bye with a little extra pep in the step, trying to knock off the one oh one, I'm with you, Josh. I think that this is a game that they let him sling, they let him chuck the rock. Uh I love the tank they'll call coming out of the bye. The reports coming from the coaching staff about this kid is true. I mean, they cannot talk highly enough about tank Mm dell returning from that concussion so uh, i love the tank dell call he's ranked wide receiver 48 right now at player profiler for week eight but there's a few players right in this range that i'm just gonna ask you real quick we can go rapid fire tank dell or amari cooper
0: oh that's tough
1: uh
0: i'd probably just go with tank Dell. i think there's gonna be more upside there so i'm not sure what my rankings reflect i'm sure they're pretty close i'm gonna do an update on those uh this afternoon but yeah top of my head uh
1: I I know which one of these guys looks like he could score twenty points this week, and it would be uh, Tank Dell. And the next guys is Cortland Sutton, KJ Osborne, Deontay Johnson. Does Tank Dell outrank uh, those three? Where does he fit in that group of three or group of four?
0: Uh, I would I would definitely start Deontay Johnson over him.
1: Okay, Cortland
0: okay. Sutton, that's a good one. Um, I I might need to flip a coin for that. I think those are those are pretty similar players. I'm looking. I have Cortland Sutton wide receiver thirty eight right now. I have Dell wide re receiver 43. So uh very, very simple to oh, Sutton there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think if you want some upside, you could, you could just throw Dell in ahead of him. Yeah. I think Deontay's the only one that I would start Deontay. Uh I would, I would, I would definitely start him over Tank Dell.
1: Deal. I love that call. And also, we were talking about the weather and we were talking about before the show how weather really affects bad quarterbacks more than it affects good quarterbacks. At least that's kind of how it feels when you're watching these games. Um, last time I checked, Josh, uh, Pat Mahomes is really good. Russell Wilson not so much so if there is a lot of snow it's going to affect the denver passing game more than kansas city passing game and Cortland sutton has been a beneficiary of kind of being a volume monster he's kind of been the number one receiver for for Russ wilson so that's a, a chance to sneak tank dell in if you were relying on uh mr Cortland sutton maybe now you pivot to tank dell and don't worry about that weather um if you need to go deeper into the bargaining bin uh, i got brandon powell at green Ooh. bay he's uh gr- wide receiver 59 so he's down in the player profile rankings he's widely available and pretty much everywhere uh, the matchup the matchup seems bad on paper um it's a pick'em game a 41 and a half over under so there's really nothing in that that's a bottom half of the slate over under so there's nothing there that makes you go Ooh, shoot up potential or comeback mode uh but Green Bay and Green Bay's also been really good against opposing wide receivers, but that's mainly due to their outside corners. Rasul Douglas has been a monster in 2023, uh, and they're getting one of the best cornerbacks in football back this week in Jair Alexander. Uh, but where they are weak is in the middle. It's that slot. Keyshawn Nixon is their slot corner, and he's not good this year. He just hasn't been good. He's cornerback 84 in my ranks this week, so I have him down by the bottom. With all the teams playing, there's a lot of cornerbacks that are going to be on the field that are returning to the rankings, and it's driven his rankings even more down because he just has not done anything to truly uh, deserve moving up. And Brandon Powell's been the slot guy. Uh, He's been running 60% of his routes out of the slot this year. Um, he's got nine-plus fantasy points in two of three matchups. He has four or more targets in the last three matchups, and he's got one red zone target in each of the last three contests. So Brandon Powell, if you're in desperation mode, you get six targets. Maybe they're good passes. You catch six for 60, 12 fantasy points. That's kind of what we need deep in the flex. Uh, so I'm going with Brandon Powell as my deep, deep bargain bin, flex play or wide receiver. We got a question in the Super Chat from Stephen Drake's. He needs some help. He needs uh, three. So he's got Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Deontay Johnson, Daryl Henderson. Also, you like Pierce this week. So he needs three of those four. And then quick thoughts on Damian Pierce.
0: Yeah, I'll just do Pierce quickly. Uh, I think Pierce is fine. I think he's be efficient, as we talked about with the, this matchup against the Panthers. Probably a low-end fantasy RB2 type. I wouldn't get too excited. But I do think he's going to have much more of a workload than he did uh, prior to the bye I think he's gonna be the lead back again ahead of Singletary. Uh this group, I'm personally gonna sit Deontay Johnson. And I'll explain why after being like, Oh, I'd start one for one, Deontay overdell. Why are you backtracking? Well, if you're already starting Nico Collins, I, I think at this point we should just a lot of people are like, you just have to always go upside in fantasy. And I think sometimes you can play a little safe and still get a lot of fantasy points. In this case, I, I really do think CJ Stroud's gonna have a big day. I, I do think the Texans are going to be efficient through the air. Uh, I think Nico Collins is obviously the main guy, but uh, you're getting such a nice target consolidation here with Collins and Dell. And if for some reason you start Collins and then like Dell gets the touchdown or whatever, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh, like should I have done there? I just think ultimately you're, you're going to get love- a lot of yards and touchdowns. So I'd g- probably go them. And then it's Deontay or Hendo. I actually don't have a preference there. So I maybe I just, actually, maybe I'd go Hendo. I'm not sure. Do you have do you have a preference there? Now I'm thinking about it. Like I think I would just go with the battery of Texans receivers, and now the, the I'm definitely going with the cover. battery. I'm I,
1: I agree with you. I think when you're in for a penny, sometimes you should be in for a pound. Uh, and like you said, Nico Collins gets ten targets, catches eight of them, goes berserk, but Dell gets the touchdown. You're gonna want it all, and I think that's this is one of the games where you could get it all. Um, I think in my PPR formats, I would go with the three receivers. Uh, I like when mm-hmm. I saw Deontay Johnson and you know Henderson. He got over the double-digit fantasy points, but he had to score to get there. I like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll, I'll ask you this. So I'm going to go with the three receivers. You're going Hendo and the in the Texans guys. Uh, but let me ask you this in a, in a wide receiver sense. He's also asking about Pierce. We talked about Roshan. How would you rank Daryl Henderson, Damian Pierce, and Roshan Johnson this week?
0: That's a good one. Uh, personally, I would go Roshan, Hendo. Hmm. I'd have Roshan first. I, I just really like this matchup. Uh, I think the team really likes him as well. Uh, go Roshan. Let me look at my rankings. I think I have it Roshan. Yeah. So right now I have Roshan as my RB20, Pierce RB23, Hendo RB24. So it looks like I would uh, go Pierce over Hendo by a little smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of it's just because of the matchup. Since uh, With running backs, it's very important to play matchup. Since uh, we, we've seen, especially this year, like it's, it's all over the place with how these defenses do against running backs. The mm-hmm. the good defenses versus the bad ones, it really makes a difference. And the Cowboys have, have been uh, quite stingy to uh, oh, running yeah. backs this year, whereas the Panthers have been the complete opposite. Yeah,
1: good call. Love it. That's the breakdown. Steven Drake, thanks for the super chat. I'm glad we could help you out there. Z- <laughs> Phantom horse zero. Deontay has zero TD potential. <laughs> it's coming. It's got to come. I mean, he looks so good out there. That, that whip route he ran last week against the Rams and took it for 30, 40 yards. He's scoring. You know what? My bold take this week, I'm going to go with it. Deontay Johnson scores a damn touchdown. Gets off the schneid after a year <laughs> of zero touchdowns. Deontay's scoring this week, baby. So now, Josh, we're going to move on to the tight ends. Um, and tight end tends to be the most important of the bargain bin because you might not even be in a desperate situation, but you might be looking to start a different tight end every single week. So with the importance of streaming a tight end uh, for fantasy football, let's dive into our bargain bin start week eight tight ends. Who, who do you got?
0: Uh, This week, I will go with Trey McBride. Not really crazy about the matchup with the Ravens. Ah, It's the Ravens. They've been kind of the best defense in the NFL by a lot of metrics this year. I'm going to go with McBride purely as a bet on talent and a bet on the role that the tight end has had in this offense. So one thing that we, we always liked about Zach Ertz anytime he's played in Arizona is that for some reason they just target the absolute shit out of the guy and you're like, oh, that's wow, Zach Ertz, Like there's another like 6, 8, 10 target <laughs> game from Zach Ertz. Yeah. And if we look per route this year, Trey McBride has the same target rate as Zach Ertz, but he has pretty much twice the yards per route run. McBride certifiably not washed, Ertz certifiably washed. If you're telling me that we're going to get probably the Zach Ertz roll, but with a little more juice, a little more efficiency, mm-hmm. then despite the hard matchup, I'm just going to do the, the bet on talent slash roll here. And go with their second round pick from last season. And Trey McBride.
1: Trey McBride, it's only a matter of time. I mean, he was the first tight end off the board last year to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and there's, like you said, Zach Ertz. And it's funny. If you don't believe what he's saying, go look it up. It was like that again. It was like no one talked about Ertz. And then it was like, geez, they're yeah, he, yeah, there it is. Six more targets. Yep, 10 more fantasy points. There it is. And now he's out. He's on the IR for the next four weeks, so it is going to be the Trey McBride show. The theme of today's show was go with the youth at tight end because I'm going with Michael Mayer this week. Um, he's rostered in basically nothing on ESPN. He's only in 6.7% of leagues uh, on ESPN, only 24% rostered on Sleeper. Uh, this is a matchup play for me. Detroit has been the most advantageous uh, re- matchup for tight ends throughout basically all the metrics. They just they are truly missing Mister CD Deuce, uh, aka the artist formerly known as uh C. C. <laughs> an amazing name change. <laughs> CD Deuce, a, Deuce is out. You know he's got that torn pec. He ain't coming back, and it's it's been affected. It's it's affected this defense, a defense that's been good. Has not been good defending the tight end for fantasy football. And Mayer continues to get more and more and more of that route, of those routes, of those snaps. Last week he out-snapped uh, Austin Hooper, I think it was 44-26. Um, so that gap is widening. He is the tight end one. Uh, remember, Josh McDaniels in his past has always had an offense that uses the tight end significantly. He traded up to get this kid in this year's uh, NFL rookie draft. So the time is coming for Michael Mayer, just like the time is coming from Trey McBride. And when, when you look at the matchup here, Detroit, I mean, they're giving up. Uh, I mean, they're, they're giving the Raiders uh, more than a touchdown here. The, the Raiders are eight-point dogs on the road uh, against the Detroit Lions. And it's a 46 over-under, which is one of the higher um, totals on the slate. Uh, so Vegas is predicting this game to have a little bit of offense. Uh, they're bad at defending the tight end. And since he's so available, give me the rookie, Michael Mayer, at To be my bargain bin tight end of the week, I like Uh, it. Let's go. We're going right, we're going young tight ends this week, Josh. Mr. CD Deuce, shout out to you, CD Deuce. Uh, I mean, fantastic, CD Deuce. (laughs) A name that will live in infamy that I will never say without smiling and laughing. So, uh, good on you, Mr. CD Deuce. (laughs) Thanks. I can't. I can't do it. But that's going to be today's show. Uh, if you need any more lineup advice, check out the Dominator, the Lineup Lockdown show. Uh, they've been doing it the last few weeks. Billy Musio hosts the Dynasty Dominator. I mean, the Dynasty, the Dominator show here on the Player Profiler Network. Uh, in the last few weeks, he's had Bradley Salderron. They've had the Lineup Lockdown, so just helping us solidify our lineups as we go into Sunday. So make sure you're checking that out. And that's going to be today's episode, Josh. I can't thank you enough for hanging out with me uh, on this Saturday. It was a great show. i um, super. I always get excited to work with you. Uh, you guys are killing it over there in the 33rd team. So before we go, feel free to shout out everything that you're working on, where they can find you, where they can get all your content, all that good stuff.
0: First off, Maddie, thanks for having me. This was, this was a great show. It's always fun just to talk a little shop, a little talk midday shop. on a Saturday. <laughs> you can find my work on the 33rd team.com. And uh, the rest of the team's work is also on the 33rd team.com. So I would just say that uh, go to the site, check out our fantasy betting content. I think we've got some pretty good stuff out there for the good people. It's free to view. So you can keep Player Profiler in the rotation and not have to worry financially. Check out our stuff. See what you think. That, That is all.
1: There it is. 33rdteam.com. Check it out. Their guys are doing great work. The shows you guys are doing on betting and fantasy is awesome. You guys have had fantastic guests. If you people out there are more football fans, I mean, the interviews that happen on the 33rd team shows are fantastic. So check out the 33rd team. Uh, and make sure you're subscribing here at Player Profiler on YouTube. Check out everything we got going on at PlayerProfiler.com. Rest of season, all in package, eighty five dollars. And if you want to get ten bucks off, use the promo code Maddie. Make sure you're liking this video. Get those likes up. Leave some comments. You got any lineup questions, trade questions, any type of questions? Leave them in the comments. I'll make sure I get you there. And if I if I'm not seeing it there, if I didn't get you in time, hit me up in the Discord. PlayerProfiler.com/slash/chat. You can you can find me. There. You can find me on X or Twitter, whatever you call it now. At Maddie Keewoom. Uh, if you just can't get enough of all the things that I've been doing right now, you can also go over to patreon.com slash the executives with Cody Carpier, hit that up, hurdle every Tuesday. What third, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh my God, I'm doing too much. But that <laughs> is this week's episode of the game plan. Josh, again, thank you so much for hanging out. This was a great episode, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.